What's poppin'? It's Sebastian. And it's Michael. And welcome to Get In. Today's Saturday, so we're doing getting sports. In case you don't know, we do get in entertainment every Wednesday. Entertainment includes any type of movie, Star Wars, Marvel, um, Pixar, or regular movies like Kill Bill, and, I don't know, other, other cool entertainment stuff. Today, we are going to talk sports, so as we pretty much just talk basketball. Yeah. Um, but we've got some pretty cool things happening in the NBA as playoffs approach. We see a lot of all-stars just deciding to turn up their motors mm-hmm. and show everything that they can be. Uh, I think the match that started this trend was the Utah Jazz versus the Phoenix Suns, which is... One and two in the Western yeah. Conference. It's a uh, it was a big matchup for the for West teams. Obviously, the two teams with the best records. Obviously, going head to head, kind of see who. Because you you think both teams think that they probably see each other uh, in Western Conference Finals. So, um, yeah, we definitely give the winner a big boost. But uh, yeah, both teams kind of popped off a little bit. It was an incredible matchup. I can say I was lucky to be watching the game. Um, and Donovan Mitchell ended up with, what was it, 53? Um, not that one. I think about a different one. But in the Suns match, it was 41 for Mitchell and then 35 for Booker. And went into the overtime. Um, ended on a clutch three by Chris Paul. And the Suns won 117 to 113. Yeah. But, yeah. By a buzzer. Literally by a buzzer. Mm-hmm. And Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell just basically in a head-to-head battle to try to prove, like, who is the man. Yeah. Um, we'll probably talk about this because we'll go through the rate, uh, rankings a little bit. But when Donovan Mitchell kind of, like, go tries to go toe-to-toe um, with, like, the other team's star... It usually ends up in a loss. Yeah. Um, this, the, the thing I read right here. Because Utah Jazz are right now, in, in the power ranking, they're number one. Uh, but it said, uh, when Mitchell takes at least 25 shots from the floor, um, the Jazz are, were previously 0 of 5 in such games. Because... When you when the Utah Jazz are at their best, they're uh, they're my, they're very much like a Spurs team, like back in the day. Yeah, uh, a lot of you know ball movement, um, you know spacing floor, just you know everyone gets a touch. Um, the scoring's coming fluidly from different spots on the floor, but when they they kind of like when Mitchell is like, know, "This is my time yeah, to shine," which he can he can do that. Um, but they end up losing. Yeah, just because everyone kind of gets out of the game and it's a lot. It's easier to defend them and all that. Because then Rudy Gobert is like, "What do I do?" You know. And then like Michael Conley, who has had like basically what I think like a almost resurrection year. Yeah. Exactly. Michael Conley is better when he has time to like heat himself up. Yeah. To warm up a little bit. If Donald Mitchell's like taking all the shots and then out of like one ball he decides to pass it to Mike Michael Conley. Mm-hmm. My call is like, dude, I'm cold. I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't make this. But yeah, uh, they're because the last thing where they they actually won a game where Donovan Mitchell actually, uh, he scored like 35 and he took 
more than 25. So I think they're one in five now in those games. But uh, if you're if you're a playoff team, you'd probably want to look at that and be like, all right, if we just get him to you know score and everyone else kind of like loses their rhythm, then you have a better chance of winning. So it'd be interesting to see because uh, Chris Paul is that type of player to like you know get that out of a team. Yeah. So um, we saw that in their matchup, obviously. The Suns end up winning, but yeah, good great. job, Suns. Yeah, oh yeah, the Suns are um, they're second in the power rankings, second in the West. So, um, yeah, I th- th- this team is it's a fun team to watch because obviously Chris Paul's uh, e- most people thought he'd be done at this point, but he's still proving that he's one, probably one of the best point guards and. Yeah, once he went to OKC, I was one of those people who was like, Chris Paul, gross. He's done. Yeah, the because the thing was, it was like, the Houston situation was like, oh, that was your best chance of winning a title. Yeah. And then they couldn't get it done. You go to OKC and you're like, all right, this is where players are going to go to, their careers are going to die, basically, for the next couple of years. And then he made the playoffs. Yeah, with he that made the playoffs with that team. Um, I mean, the other thing, too, is his contract is so big. Yeah. It was like, how are... Th- Who's going to want to take this up? And then, uh, yeah, Phoenix Suns saw this. Uh, Thunder team gets the playoffs. And they're like, hey. We, we want to make the playoffs. They're like, we have a better team than that, like, without Chris Paul. So if we put Chris Paul on our team, how far can we go? And obviously, it's paid off for them. It's such a day and night difference. I honestly, it's kind of sad that Chris Paul is not mentioned in MVP conversations. Um, I think uh, Charles Barkley mentioned that. He was like, everyone's disrespecting Chris Paul. But yeah, I, I agree. He should be in there, especially with uh, the fact that most of the big ones have kind of like started dropping out. Yeah. Due to injury and stuff, and he's still going. But, uh... Because literally, my most valid player is like, what else value to your team? Chris Paul is literally making the Phoenix Suns, who yeah. haven't been in the playoffs in God knows how long. Yeah, they. I don't know exactly the last time they. Were, I know the last time they were in the Western Conference Finals was twenty ten. Yeah, and that might have been their last year. So, ten years at least. Yeah, and friggin' comes Chris Paul from a team that was basically ended in like almost close to their worst NBA team to the second in the Western Conference. That's that's MVP level to me. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't care if he's making making five points per game. Mm-hmm. If you have that type of leadership to pull a team that, I'd far. like to see him get the the award. Yeah, he's one of those like all time great players uh, like, that have never won. Yeah, so I'd like to see him get it. So obviously, if he gets if they how many games are they back from? Okay, they're like three games, two and a half behind Utah. If they somehow like pass them up. I think it's gonna be really hard to like not give it to him in the first spot. Oh yeah. Um I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Like at least talk about it more. Like don't 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 deny him a minute any longer. Yeah. So I guess the only other person in the West right now that like has a chance for MVP is uh, Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Yeah. But because um, at this point I think it's it looks like it's uh Joel Embiid and Jokic for the MVP, so see now it will be interesting to see what Jokic's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Now that Jamal Murray Yeah, that's uh, the other thing Jamal Murray went down. 
Um, he went down 50 seconds remaining against the Warriors, mm-hmm. went up for a dunk, yep. tore his ACL, and he's out for the rest of the season. Yep. It's kind of sad, too, because it was... Steph Curry had 50... He had 53 or something like that. 50-something points. He went points. off. He went off. Yeah. He was, like, saying, I'm back, baby. Yeah, he's basically like, this is what I have to do to get us to win, basically. Yeah, and it but, worked. Uh, yeah, it is sad that he went down, especially with that little time left. Yeah. So it's like the game's over, but a similar situation happened to uh, DeMarcus Cousins in New Orleans. Because at the end of the game, I, I think the game is basically done, and uh, he kind of... Landed weird on his foot, and that was done. And that yeah. was basically the career for Demarcus. Exactly, which is right yeah, which sucks. Cause I I watched that that New Orleans team. I really liked that team. Just having Anthony Davis and Boogie, like it was a weird, like it's something you don't see in today's NBA. Two big men, yeah, being your two cornerstones. And I mean, I think they ended up in the fourth or fifth seed. Uh, yeah, they were doing pretty good. Well, because I think that was the year they beat, they swept the Portland Trailblazers. And then they, I think they took one game from the Warriors, but if they had Boogie then, I feel like they would have done a little better, but it's kind of sad. But yeah, it's kind of sad. But I'm hoping Jamal Murray's, you know, get back. Yeah, and we were literally talking about it in the last episode, how we can't wait for Jamal Murray in the playoffs, playoffs yeah. and then we don't get to see him. But the Nuggets, um, Michael Porter Jr. will get to take more shots. Aaron Gordon, Gordon yeah. will get to step into... His more of a spotlight right now. Yeah, because right now he's been more of a supportive character. Well, it's a, yeah, it was a good fit for him, and I think it was a good way to introduce him. But, yeah, um, obviously that team is better when you have Jamal Murray. But, yeah. So now we're going to see Jokic if he's actually the MVP, and it's not just stats. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. He works with pretty much anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm he just like, plugged Aaron Gordon in. It was like, boom, immediately. Yeah, but I'm just saying, can you keep up the Nuggets... Because they're in yeah. fourth right now. Yeah. So, can he keep them there? If they start going down, then please give the MVP to my boy Chris Paul. Banana <laughs> boat. That banana boat. Yeah. Um, But since Jamal Murray got injured, do you think this... How, how do you think this will affect the uh, Western Conference standings? Uh, like regular season-wise? Yeah. Um... I mean, I guess you can talk also how it's going to affect them in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, playoff-wise, your best like scorer is Jokic and Murray. So when you lose a scorer like Murray, it's going to be tough. But depending on their matchups, we'll see what they do. At this point, they're fourth. Lakers are fifth. Uh, Lakers are one game behind the Nuggets. So, I mean, if those two keep switching, like it'll be, it doesn't matter. But uh, for the Lakers, basically, they don't want to drop any lower. Yeah. But do you think the Nuggets are going to just stay fourth and fifth? I think so. It, the Clippers are starting to get rolling again. They're on their, they just won the six in a row because uh, yeah. Paul George is healthy again. Kawhi is healthy, so they're getting back. Um, so I don't know if they'll be able to catch up and get that third spot. Unless, yeah, the Clippers, you know, some another injury, but so yeah, I I could see them staying fourth. I don't think the Lakers. It'd be tough for the Lakers to jump over them, um, just because the Lakers have a really hard schedule ahead of them, and they still don't have LeBron or AD. So well, AD's just meant to make his comeback in like five days from now. Who? 
AD. I think they're going to be evaluated. They're still, it's still kind of unclear. Gotcha. Just with the Achilles, they're, it's not something. I mean, we like, I think they're just worried, like, with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because he was wrapping up and then he came back in for the finals and then. That was a big no. Yeah. So I think that's their big worries. If anything, I'd expect LeBron to come sooner. So, I mean, that's what kind of like really helped them in the playoffs was that we had arrested LeBron. Well, it was more that we had arrested Anthony Davis. For the most part, if like if LeBron's a little beaten up, you know, he he's played through it. But Anthony Davis is a little harder than that. So, um, yeah. If anything, Anthony Davis is the priority, really. Health wise, I mean, hmm. obviously, like LeBron's more, like more valuable. But if he's like at like. If he comes in like eighty five percent, but he's gonna ramp up back to a hundred. Like that's okay. But if we have Anthony Davis at like eighty five, of like no, just keep him, keep him out. Like because I don't want eighty five to drop to like you know out for the season. That's true. Because LeBron's a little more plus a little harder to take down. I guess yeah, he's a little more durable. So and eighty five percent LeBron is still great. Still LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. He he can get you through a first round maybe without Anthony Davis. True. So, so yeah, I guess it will be Denver versus uh. Lakers, you think they could put up a good fight? Oh yeah, without Jamal Murray in their squad. I think I yeah. I mean, obviously we'll see. With yeah, if Anthony Davis isn't there, then I think the Lakers are gonna have a hard time guarding Jokic, and then you got Aaron Gordon also. It's like their their front court is pretty. That's where the scoring's coming from. Yeah, but I mean, like the Lakers have some, like they just got Drummond. So obviously, that's a body to put in front of him. Who's adapted to the team pretty well too. Yeah. Um. So, I guess without Murray, we, there's not a lot coming at from the, the backcourt. So that was the one thing too I was afraid of was because we had like Rojan Rondo guarding Jamal Murray. Yeah. And our um, Altruso did a pretty good job and like uh, KCP, but uh, yeah, that's a, it's just. It's more what you know, the, the the Lakers don't have to worry about the front court, because um, they they got uh uh well, I can't remember his name Porter Junior Michael Porter Junior he has your name I know <laughs> but those are those are three like you know six eight and above guys those are the best three players so yeah and then if you get Anthony Davis healthy then I think we'll be fine because he's the best defender yeah for sure I think. Who was it? Um, it was today. Somebody made a comment about the Nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. They were like, they were asking him about the threat of the Nets. He's like, you know, they're a really good team offensively, but you know, there's only one ball, so you got to play some defense too. Mm-hmm. So, I think when it comes to playoffs, that's when you really like your defense. If you don't have any defense, it shows. Yeah, which. Since you mentioned the Nets and the, we were talking about the Lakers, because they, they they just played a couple days ago, both teams were pretty depleted of like their stars. Uh, Lakers didn't have LeBron or AD. They also didn't have Kuzma or Marcus Saul. So those are two guys that are, you know, get more touches than most guys. And then the Nets had they had KD but on minutes restriction, and then no Harden, no Kyrie. Yeah. Um, Lakers ended up blowing them out because yeah. Andre Drummond was just bullying. He destroyed Aldridge and Blake, yeah. and so normally I would most people, including myself, would be like, "Oh, you know, if I ever see a game, 
stars aren't playing doesn't doesn't really matter. But I guess it just kind of shows the the depths of the Nets isn't what it used to be. Well, yeah, I mean they they traded it for Harden basically. Um, like they can't defend in the front court, so like they're having trouble with Andre Drummond. Um, how are you going to be with Giannis or Embiid? True. So that Embiid one, I'm looking forward right. to. So for me, it was more like, oh, I, I don't want to say like, oh, the Lakers are so much better than the Nets because our bench beat them. But yeah. it's more like, if I'm the Nets, it's like, shoot, like <laughs> Embiid's going to have a field day if you know if Aldridge or there, yeah. Nick Claxton or can't guard. So yeah, I'm excited for the playoffs on both sides, but. And I think that game of the Lakers versus the Nets also showed, like, the people that somehow were, like, yelling that the Nets are ruining the NBA because they're bringing all these all-stars. Mm-hmm. I think it clearly showed, like, yeah, there were big names in the past, but now yeah, they're... Yeah, now it's... They're, yeah. So I think that should put a lot of people at ease. But Andrew Drummond had an amazing game that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had, like, 20 rebounds. Something oh, like yeah, that. he's a... Like, I mean, he always has that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great thing. It's just he's such a great rebounder. Yeah. Which is... It, it was also funny because the Nets really wanted Drummond, too. Because obviously they're, that's what they lack in is the the uh, defensive and especially the rebounding. Because, I mean, Drummond's just grabbing any offensive board he wants and just... But, yeah. We'll see. Um, but, yeah. uh... Good job, Lakers. I guess we're kind of already... T- so, yeah. I'm looking at power rankings. We were talking about Utah. Second is Suns. Three is Nets. Kind of already talked about them. Um, yeah. They, they kind of like the Lakers and a lot of their teams. Just health issues at this point. Um, well, Kyrie some, sometimes just decides to not play a night. Yeah. Do you have issues with that? Um, Looks like, personally... Let's say if I was a Nets fan or like I paid to go see a Nets game, yeah, I don't want. He's not there, and just because he doesn't want to be, yeah, Yeah. just because he doesn't want to be, yeah. And the thing is, he he still gets paid when he Mm -hmm. says I don't want to play. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's just it's so mysterious. So it's never like I want no one to be like, oh my, like what are you doing? Like you know, you should be playing a game, but um, obviously we don't know. So I don't want to immediately get mad at it. It is just kind of like you are getting paid to play, so you should show up to work. Um, like I can't just be like, "Hey, I don't feel like going to work." Exactly. That's that's my thing. If he wants to take a day off, cool. But you don't deserve to get paid for that yeah. game because they're basically paying you for each game that you play yeah. and stuff. Well, that's just thing with just the NBA though. It's like the stars are what makes your team. So you, these organizations are kind of tied down. They're like, we gotta keep them happy. Otherwise, we have trouble on you know down the road. So they just gotta say like you know uh, we're fine with it. You know Kyrie, we're we're on your side, which I think a team should take. You know, but I guess as a fan or yeah, mostly a fan, you're just like come on, like play. We'll do. We could win more games here. Yeah, because they're like they're tied with the uh. They're tied for first with Philly right now. It's been going up and down. Like, yeah, but they're the they're about to play each other, and they're both tied. That's um. So, 
That's going to be the big tiebreaker. Yeah, because uh, I was reading the thing that this game is it's going to kind of count for two games, basically. Because number one, you'll get a game over the other opponent, and also it'll uh, it'll break the tiebreaker. That's true. Because if they do come out tied, whoever wins this game, uh, I believe, will then would get the first spot. I'm trying to find what the game's going to be, but I can't find it. It's tomorrow at 4. What? Did I just pass that like a freaking <laughs> dummy? Yep. Oh, I did. Yeah. It's going to be ESPN. Tomorrow 4.30. Mine says 4. Oh, that's when the streaming starts, but yeah. the actual game, game starts 4.30. Yeah, yeah, Man. That's going to be... Who do you have? Who do you think is going to win it? Well, the thing is... There's lots of talk of whether, obviously, Kyrie probably might not play. Harden's still hurt. Durant doesn't play back-to-backs normally. So, uh, depending on if he plays tonight, will determine if he plays tomorrow. Um, I, it already happened. Yeah, it already happened. And he did play. He had 31. So, I would assume he's not going to play tomorrow, and they're just going to hope for the best. So basically forfeit. Yeah, because th- it seems like they, uh, so they play the Timberwolves today. Right. And I think they're like, let's just get this easy win. Um, and then tomorrow, maybe they just assume, like, because Philadelphia is at, at fuller strength than the Nets at this point. So they're like, yeah. Well, so like, we could try really hard. But we'll still probably end up losing. or we Somebody really might try- get injured. Yeah. So let's, you know. But we'll see. Kevin Durant might play, and then we'll see. But I would, I would take the uh, 76ers. Yeah. So I feel like even for Brooklyn, I feel like they don't... The first seat isn't too important to them. At least for the first two rounds. Yeah. It's if they do face Philly, which would suck, because Philly's really good at home. It's just once you face Milwaukee and mm-hmm. the Heat, and yeah. that's, that's when you really have to, like... Be careful, but you know you don't want to like. I s- face the eight on the east. It's like uh, it's fine. Yeah. Although right now, let me look at look at these standings because I saw a scenario. It's like would... if you have to face Charlotte, it's like you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. But I saw one thing where it's like so it had the first seed. Let's say Philly got it. Uh, Brooklyn's at two. They face Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the next round, the next game, let's say, let's say Miami drops to six. How dare you? Then th- they play the Bucks, so the first seed would miss out. Wouldn't have to play. Uh, Brooklyn, the Bucks, Miami, or Boston. Dang. Until the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't want to disrespect any other team, but that's an easy road. That's to what I'm finals. saying. <laughs> Because their road could basically be Knicks Next. or whoever, like whoever wins the play-in tournament, uh, and then Hornets and or Hawks. Again, no disrespect, but that's that's what that's, I'm saying. <laughs> I, that's a great road to take. Yeah. So wow, that's something that they're for them. Obviously, they want to get first spot, but then kind of want to hope that Miami kind of drops down. <sighs> Miami's looking too strong right now, man. They're six. They're six and four. Of their last ten. They're on a two-game win streak. But yeah, 
Well, the games that... Because the thing is, the, they, we talked about this last time, because I think the Hornets were fifth, and the Miami was sixth, and now they f- switched because, like I had said earlier, the Hornets are probably going to start dropping. Yeah. But... Do you think they're going to drop all the way out of the... Even the play-in tournament? Um, I think it's a possibility. Yeah, because... So if you look at... I mean... I mean if anything, they'll drop into the play-in tournament because they're a half game out of eighth place. But then they're two and a half games out of ninth and then like five and a half out of tenth. Yeah. So I could see them dropping to eighth because they're tied with Boston for seven. So I'd assume Boston's... Because Boston's starting to ramp up a bit. So I could see Boston pass them, but... And yeah. If anything, the Chicago Bulls, man, I was hoping they were gonna like get strong, but they're on a three-game losing streak yeah, right now. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out, but hey, it takes time. It takes time, which I I respect, but uh, you know, just get better soon. Because <laughs> yeah. they lost against the Grizzlies. Yep. Against that beautiful dunk from a uh, John Morant. I don't know if you saw it last night. I think I yeah I, did. I think I sent you guys. Was it the uh, the fast break dunk with? Uh... Kyler Anderson. Yeah. The slowest man in the league, basically. <laughs> he was going really slow, and Jamal Murray was like, he had this face, like he's kind of looking around like, can this guy hurry up? Yeah, I was like, hey. And the guy on. threw it off the glass. and Boom. <laughs> but yeah. I think somebody, somebody, I can't remember. I think it was like one of those like Stephen A or um, Colin Coher. One of those said like, that was dunk of the year. One dunk of, of the year? Yeah, one of those guys said it. Not oh. me. I don't know. I've seen some pretty nasty posters. Oh yeah, no. by some guys. I always think of uh, Anthony Edwards' poster. I'm sure you saw that, but that was a nasty one. Um, I'm trying to think. If, uh, there's been a few. Uh, Westbrook dunked on Bismack Biyombo the other day, pretty hard. I did see that one. Yeah, yeah I did like see that old, one. It looked like an old Westbrook play, so it was cool to see. Yeah. Um. Let's keep talking about some of these other teams. Because at fifth, behind Philly, we had the Clippers. I mentioned before, they're kind of with uh, point guard Rondo. They're starting to get um, some more wins under yeah. their belt. So Six game winning streak. At this point in the season, it's kind of rare to see. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like, like you were saying, a lot of All-Stars are starting to pop off. I feel like this is the time where a lot of teams, like, show like what they're made of because then it's going to go those few weeks before the playoffs where teams start to slow down and rest guys and yeah so this might be one of the this is kind of like depending on the game obviously it's kind of weird it's the storm before the calm yeah before the storm yeah exactly which um, look the the last two weeks there'll probably be some guys resting here and there and um especially once they start locking in uh, places for sure yeah exactly like, if you're a first seed, you're like, all right, we're good. Yeah. Or, you know, you get in the playoffs with, like, Lakers would be like, all right, time to rest and suck for a really long time. <laughs> like, last year in Miami, or last game, we were already locked in, or seed and stuff. Mm-hmm. We rested pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. It was against the Pacers, and people were looking forward to it, because mm-hmm. TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler have, like, that feud. That <laughs> the little beef. Yeah, but that game was literally, literally like, 
we're not going to play anybody yeah. just because our first game yeah. on the playoffs we're going to be against the Pacers. Exactly. It was, yeah, you don't want to show them too much. Yeah, so I was like, uh, we're just going to arrest everybody. Yeah. We lost miserably. But that's because the Pacers, they play everybody. Yeah. Which I think heavily contributed to us just whipping but yeah on the next one yeah uh yeah the lakers they that those extra eight games in the bubble terrible oh they like lost every awful, game basically. yeah and I, that was, that's when all the talks were like because the lakers are already locked in their first spot right so they're like you know most people would you know but know they're like oh that makes sense well, it was just so weird because the Lakers were looking like they were like a god team right before the bubble. Mm-hmm. They just kept getting better and better. Well, they, yeah, because I remember they played the Bucks and Clippers like back-to-back, and LeBron was just like I'm a, a monster. King. And that that's when like the, the talks kind of flipped on Giannis. It was like Le- LeBron's MVP. Yeah. But then se- season closes down, bubble happens, bubble happens, and then... And they're like, ah, just give it to Giannis because yeah. the bubble doesn't count. Yeah. But yeah, they they were really bad, and that's when a lot of the talks were like, with like, uh, first first take or like you know uh, inside the NBA guys were like, oh this the, this Portland team if they make it in through the playing tournament they're going to be a tough match for the Lakers because at that point it did look like the Lakers were pretty weren't didn't have the right mindset yeah but uh, obviously it was just. Let's just rest our guys. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So and then it was like it's over. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Um, I want to put. I want to give you a question that I saw today. Okay. People debating on first take, so we're just gonna steal from them. Um, I like that. Because Steph Curry just had an amazing game, mm-hmm. and it made him the all-time scoring leader on the Warriors team. Mm-hmm. They started discussing best point guard of all time. Mm-hmm. So, do you? How would you rank? How would I rank him? Yeah. Do you think he's the best point guard of all time? Um, I feel like I've kind of had him, like, locked to the number two spot. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think he's the best scoring point guy we've ever seen. And probably one of the best scorers we've ever seen. So I, remember, I was, I was taking a look, uh, at, like, just his 2016 numbers. And, uh... No, he wasn't gone in 2016. That's what I'm saying, like, he was just off the charts. Um... And I was I was actually listening to a, a a sports analytics podcast that I listen to sometimes. He was talking about some of like the best offensive players, right? And the way he broke it down was like, all right, just take take some of the he took like ten players, you know, he like Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, MJ, Kareem, most of the guys you kinda expect to mm-hmm. be uh in that conversation. In that conversation. And he's like, All right, just take that player at just their offense. You know, no defense, none of that, no passing, all that. And he's saying, like, analytically, like, Seth Curry is off the charts. Just because, like, the shots he takes, um, the percentage, like, from free throw to in the paint, from outside, like, he's got it all, basically. Um, like, even, it was, like, higher than Michael Jordan or whatever. So, um, yeah, for offensive standpoint, he's one of the best, if not the best. So, so who's your, who's your number one point guard? Uh, I feel like most people would, like I would would say Magic Johnson right. just because yeah. um, he's magic. Yeah, he's magic. He's best passer of all time. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of what most people think point guards are. Um, just like back then, like now it's more of a scoring. Thanks but, to Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. So, what would it take for Steph Curry to become your number one point guard? Um, I don't know. 
I don't think he has to do anything big for me, I guess. I think he's just more, con- just, you know, these next Keep couple years, consistency. Like, he's still just, like, the best shooter. Like, obviously, um, he's just going to, like, destroy any shooting record. I guess, in your book, does Steph Curry still have a chance to become your number one player? Yeah. I guess the other thing, it's more of, like, my preference. Right. Like, as a Laker, I'll probably always say Magic, but I think deep down they'll probably be... Because, I mean, Magic didn't play that long. Yeah, sadly. Um, but like Steph Curry has a chance to play for a really long time just because of his skill set. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if he has that longevity and just you know consistency, then deep down there'll be the part of me that's like, yeah, he's the best. But I guess it's the same with me and doing weight as shooting shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, to you, he's your goat, so it makes sense, but. It's it's hard to argue against Michael, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, which are great players. So it's yeah. nothing to be like, oh, that sucks. But yeah, it's great company. But yeah, I definitely think he deserves that. Steph Curry deserves that respect. Because yeah. I was, uh, I was thinking we've had this conversation before, like twenty six, uh, twenty fifteen NBA Finals, and how you're kind of on the side of that Andre Iguodala did deserve it. And I'm, I've come to the conclusion over this past couple of years that Steph Curry really deserved it. And the one thing that won me over was uh, listen to, I think it was the same podcast, but he's talking about uh, the 1981 NBA Finals. Uh, Boston. Larry Bird's first uh, championship, right? Yeah. Larry Bird didn't win. Well, he didn't get the finals MVP. He did not. Cedric Maxwell won. Yeah. Because the team was so scared of Larry Bird that they, you know, that was her entire focus. So Larry's numbers started going down, but his usage and uh, assists and all this other stuff started going up. Um, and Cedric Maxwell was just, you know, the beneficiary of that, and his numbers started going up. So then everyone's like, oh, Cedric Maxwell, he's the MVP, you know. But if this was to happen, you know, well, I mean, with the advanced analytics, it was basically like Larry Bird should easily won that board. Yeah. And that's the thing with Steph Curry, though. For me, because he still averaged 26 points. Yeah. Which is a crazy part. So I don't think anyone's like, who's averaged more than like 25 or something like that, hasn't won besides him. Um, It was just the fact that LeBron had such an amazing series and he was so like pivotal for the Warriors to stop that everyone's like, oh. Andrew Godalis, top yeah. the best player in the world. Exactly. But the, it was on the other side, the Cavaliers were so worried about Steph Curry that. You know, it he didn't look as good as before. Yeah, because everyone's like used to. Oh my goodness, Steph Curry regular season off the charts. Uh, playoffs, different story because um, just his size, he can't do the same things because defensive schemes change and all that. But the impact is still there. Maybe not from the scoring aspect, but from um, passing or you know. Yeah, as, like, as they call LeBron James all the time, a facilitator. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a there's so many weird stats now. There's like uh, assists that didn't count, basically, like like a pass you made that ended that turned into a shot, but that didn't turn into points, basically. Yeah, obviously that doesn't go into the stat sheet, but the, there's an advanced analytics stat for that, and like Le, obviously LeBron's usually one of the you know. 
highest in that category, but like stuff in the playoffs is kind of the same. So I guess a lot of people, I can count myself in it, don't see um, advanced analytics that much mm-hmm. just because somehow I feel like it takes me a little bit away from the game. Sure. Like, because like if I'm watching it, I can definitely watch a game mm-hmm. and you can and tell see who's like, the best player. And I'm like, but I don't need him to score. Like like yeah. a Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Like I can watch a Phoenix Suns game. I know Chris Paul's gonna have like maybe yeah. fourteen points. Mm-hmm. But I know he's making the passes. I know he's calling yeah. the plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I know that man is the yeah. man. Because I mean, they've created like with plus minuses. That's kind of like them telling you who's most impactful. You know, um, yeah. But definitely, like obviously, the eye test is really what it comes down to for most people. Obviously, because obviously you should watch the games. But yeah. You can't just stare at stats and be like, oh, I know exactly what happened. But, um, yeah. Because, yeah, that was the thing. In the, that, that finals, the eye test was Steph Curry doesn't look like Steph Curry. So he can't give it to him. And it was like, oh, LeBron looks so much better. It should go to LeBron, but we can't give it to LeBron. So let's give it to the guy guarding him. Andre Iguodala. <laughs> So I mean, good for Iggy. He got a Finals MVP. It just it just feels so weird when you look at it, though. It doesn't feel right. No, because it's like I remember that was like one of the jokes was like, oh, I have I have the same number of Finals MVP as uh, Steph, Curry. Steph Curry, but it's like then the, he he does so much in those games that it's it is it was a disrespect on him to not get it. But uh, we've even talked about like 2018 also if you didn't have that one bad game that one bad game yeah. the one game, game it cost three. him game 3 but I mean what I, what amazes me about that one is that when the game ended the entire arena was chanting MVP to Steph Curry mm-hmm. and Steph Curry was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he knew he lo- he missed it by one game mm-hmm. and it was just kind of sad because he he's a baller he deserves it um yeah okay. well, I love some Steph Curry on this podcast even though we really did not like that. We hate him. We hated that Warriors we team. <laughs> but you got to respect the game. Yeah. But we hate The man can ball. <laughs> the man can ball. Yeah, we definitely were on the complete opposite spectrum of that Warriors craze. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think about it because that's when, like, really my basketball interest started, like, peaking. Like, that 2015 season. And I feel like it was kind of because of them. So I feel like everyone around me started talking about them. And you're like, I gotta hate them. And then you pay well, attention. Well, I, I was like, I don't know if I wanted to hate them. I was just like, I was like, weird. I'm like, where did these people come from? And why is everyone so interested about them? Because I, I knew certain, like, I knew, like, Lob City. I knew, you know, like, uh, Kevin Durant and, you know, Thunder. But it was just, I was like, I was like, most of these people a couple years ago were on the Laker bandwagon. Yeah. So... And then it was because I, I I remember watching that playoffs. I was one of the first playoffs where I actually watched games outside of the finals. So I remember watching the Grizzlies and Warriors series, and that was one of uh, that was an interesting series for the that Warriors team because uh, the Grizzlies played so rough. Um, and they weren't used to that, but even then, Steph Curry was just every time he just touched the ball, it was like you could just tell that the Grizzlies team was just like. Please no. Yeah, don't exactly. shoot it. Don't shoot the darn ball. And then, I mean, that's that's how you could tell he just completely changed the game because mm-hmm. you could literally see the players like wanting to go outside to cover the perimeter, mm-hmm. but like you could 
tell like instinctually that's like they felt that that was wrong yeah like they're like why am I all the way out here mm-hmm. but that's because Steph Curry is just gonna pull off from anywhere yeah it was such a yeah the team definitely changed cause like now the stuff they did then was so like crazy and revolutionary but like every team does that now like they every team takes that many threes every team has a point guard that can yeah, score if now. you don't have a scoring point guard like what are you doing yeah. so hey any team that's out there. <laughs> if you don't have a scoring point guard, what are what you doing? What are you doing? What are you bloody doing? Yeah. But yeah, that 2015 Minnesota, season... I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that 2015 season definitely... That's when I really started loving basketball. Because like, that finals was when... They were watching game one. I remember Kyrie going down and I was like... I was like, that's the end for the Cavs. And then they win the next two games. And I was like, dang. <laughs> Cause I was just watching LeBron. I was like, "What the heck? This game!" I was, it's just. And then I remember seeing this image is stuck in my brain. Whenever I think about 2015 Finals, a timeout was called. They cut the camera cuts to the Cavalier bench. You see LeBron sitting down. Next to him is Matthew Del Vadova. They both have three or four people tending to their every need. They're putting ice packs. They're putting on like. This image just looks wrong. You got LeBron James and Matthew Delvadova. <laughs> He's their second most important player at this point. It's like, it's like, what the heck? Like, what sort of roads that we take to end up in this place? And then, like every every sports like people are just like uh, talking about how LeBron could have done more. I'm like, what are you talking about? How about Matthew Delvadova? You made Matthew Delvadova look like a god. <laughs> Like, teams are like, we want Matthew Delvadova. Yeah, they, they, he ended up in the box for a while, too. He did. He? It was after 2016. Yeah. They signed <laughs> him to a pretty hefty contract, and he never really played, but that's the... That's, yeah. That's the price of playing with LeBron James. He makes you look good. Yeah. Because the other thing, too, was in that series, I think the second leading scorer of the Cavs was, Tim, was Timothy Mozgov. So so gross saying those names and knowing (laughs) that they're being just out there on greatness. So, yeah. That 2015 finals was when I was like, LeBron's the GOAT. LeBron's the GOAT. People say the 2016 is what made him the GOAT? 2015. I think, yeah. Obviously 2016, he was... Both of them have very different ways... For him, because 2015, I felt like he was so in control of that game for the most part. Just the pace, obviously, like the Warriors were still scoring, but like the game never got away from. But 2016, he was just like, "I'm going beast mode. I'm going beast mode." So he's he's got those different levels of what he needs to do. But, oh yeah, a lot of love for Steph, a lot of love for LeBron. To be honest, that if it wasn't for the Warriors balling out in 2015. I might have lost interest in basketball just because that was after the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. That like, era, it kind of seemed like uh, 2015 was rough for the Miami Heat. Let's just yeah, let's well, just. It just seemed like the NBA was trying to look for like another because like the Lake like it for a while was Miami years. It was kind of like ramping up to be Miami super team, and the Lakers would. We're building a super team with Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, and Kobe. That never happened, so it was like we just got Spurs and Heat, which were a great series. Yeah. 2013, at least. But uh, after that, it was just like, all right, what now? And then, yeah, the whole game changed, basically. The whole game <laughs> changed, literally. 
Yeah. Then he went the whole game changed. So yeah. So. Gotta love basketball. Gotta love basketball. Yeah. For things that people say, oh, this team's ruined basketball. Well, you know what? Some people would say it saved it. I honestly would say. Um. Yeah. So I think. Because that. I think more people are reminded of the way the Rockets played. Yeah. Because the Rockets took the Warriors' concept, but then just made it, instead of the ball movement, just you know constantly moving or guys just c- coming off screens, it was James Harden, and everyone just stands around and waits for their ball so they can shoot a three. That's when it was just like, what? Are, what's going on here? Yeah. They're like, on defense? No. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> and Mike D'Antoni's like, I know what I'm doing. I know yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> I think it got better when they added Chris Paul. But that was a big change. I actually you didn't, didn't notice it. Yeah. I actually liked watching that team sometimes. Yeah. Just so I was like, it was such an interesting... The just, first year, Chris Paul was still like... He still had his scoring ability, I guess. Yeah. Because um, that was their best chance of getting it. But uh, that was 2018? 20... It was 2018. Because 2017, no one was stopping the Warriors. Because that's when they went 15-1 and in the playoffs. I want to say you're right. Yeah, let's say yeah. I think it was 2018. Because in 20, I, I guess it just feels weird. To 18, 2018 just feels so close. But yeah, yeah. Because 2017, um, Harden didn't have anybody, and he still did really well. Because so I think he should have won MVP over Russ Westbrook. Right, that was that year. But no, then 2018, he gets Chris Paul, and now he's more valuable. If anything, Chris Paul made the team more valuable. Mm. So. Which he consistently does, which is why Chris Paul for MVP. Chris Paul for MVP. Look at the stats. I saw a beautiful picture the other day, and it was literally Chris Paul. Well, <laughs> in the in the on teams mm-hmm. like before and after and all that. Yeah, the percentage of wins and then everything, every single stat mm-hmm. put Chris Paul on the team. It's better. Yeah, every single stat they showed like winning percentages and just mm-hmm. the records in total and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, so. Chris Paul for MVP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about something else this week? No, man. I feel like I've. I think we rambled enough about teams and Steph Curry and LeBron. I've, I'm, 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 I'm satisfied. Hey, you were getting into it. I was. I it was good. You jumped in. You get in. That's. Well, that's I think what that's what getting, the people want. That's what the people want. They yeah. want to see me get fired up about something. <laughs> um. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Getting Sports. As a reminder, we do Getting Entertainment every Wednesday. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends, your family, your neighbors. Just tell people. Tell people. Spread (laughs) the word around. Uh, We do have merch. Go to the link in the description or you can go to teespring.com slash get-in-merch. And we'll see you here next Saturday or hopefully Wednesday for Getting Entertainment. It's going to be Sebastian signing off. This is Michael signing off.